Enjoy Cartridge Audio. My name is Trevor Strong, Kegel Bond on Twitter, and I am here with returning guest, uh, Scarlet Miracle, Miri, Scar. I've called you 800,000 things, but I'm just happy that you're here. Um, hey, welcome back. Hi, good to be back. I, this is sort of whenever I, there's something I'm thinking about a lot in games, which right now it's, it's, uh, it's something especially important, I think. Uh, I say, hey, Trevor, let me on your show, and you say, sure. So. Yep. I- well, I like that's like that's my favorite. That's like always my favorite thing when people ask to come on my show when when they have like something they're excited about in mind. It always it always just like I don't know. It, it tends to it tends to never be a bad episode when people are just like amped about something. So uh, always my pleasure to have you on when you're excited to talk about something. Um, how have you been recently? I know you've been streaming uh, because uh, I was on the stream. So. Um, it would be weird if I didn't know that you were streaming, but I, I know that you have been streaming in the past. What have you been up to? Well, um, I mentioned that I was looking for a job and I was having a hard time with getting a job. And I've also not been streaming because I had some problems with my model. So I'm getting a new model. Mm. Um, if you're looking to get into VTubing, I do not recommend a 3D model unless you have like a dedicated recording and model computer because it eats up enough resources that it causes problems with games at least it did for me um but what i have been doing because of the um the anxiety of the job search was i needed something that i could just kind of like pour myself into and um get rewards for like effort and so i picked up final fantasy 14 ah very good yes Final Fantasy fourteen. I've actually been thinking about this a lot, and I was going to record it, and then I got sick, and my voice has been recovering for about the past week. Um, but I was thinking about this too, in that um, Final Fantasy fourteen is essentially like a little bit of a Skinner box, but um, in a in a very particular way that um, doesn't quite operate like other Skinner boxes. I, it rewards you, but it doesn't. I don't know. I'm sure we'll end up talking about it, but like, yeah, it's. I, I think if you're thinking about games that. I give you a little bouts of serotonin for doing things again and again. Um, there, there's, there's nothing better. Yeah, definitely. So, um, let me think. So talk to me about how you got into final fantasy 14. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know what final fantasy 14 is, but if, in case you don't, uh, it's a multi, uh, player, uh, massive or massive multiplayer online RPG, uh, just a huge huge game at this point i'm not really sure how to like quantify it in in a in a concise way but it is a it's a massive game that is uh i mean it you know it it got popular enough on its latest x-pack that they had to like shut down um digital downloads for a little bit they're just about to reopen them now so hugely popular game uh massive in in both uh size of player base and size of game um how did you how did you find yourself uh getting into it recently I actually played Final Fantasy XIV technically twice before. The first time was okay. in 2009 at the, at um, New York Comic Con. They had a okay. demo kiosk, and I played it, and it seemed really bad at the time. And I was already okay. I was still very into World of Warcraft at the time, so I never touched it after that until Shadowbringers came out, and everyone hyped the hell out of the story. So I played straight through the story, and then stopped playing. And mm-hmm. At the time, I like I liked the story, but also it was like 
overhyped and also the only thing I heard anybody talking about about the game. So I thought that was like the reason you play it. Um, and then recently I, and you know, Endwalker had come out a while ago and I was planning to play it. And then, um, my, I couldn't get into my old account. So I made a new account okay. and I was like, well, since I'm going through everything again, I might as well do all the side content and all the, you know, cat crafting and gathering and just everything that I didn't do the first time around. And it turns out that that's yep. like the the areas that I think Final Fantasy fourteen is really good in. I mean, the story is I, is yeah. good. I mean, it's definitely better than like most MMO stories that I've played. But like, I think Final Fantasy fourteen is amazing in terms of how it approaches a lot of the design quandaries that like occur when you're looking at MMOs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm interested in your thoughts on that because, like, I, totally coincidentally, um, I I ended up actually getting into playing the um, the crafting classes a little bit recently because I've been been sort of on a on a bit of a Final Fantasy 14 kick, and uh, part of that has been uh, trying to. <laughs> it's a ridiculous thing to do, but I will get into it. Like as as a, as a function of MMOs in this game in particular, but like you know it. it I ended up getting very interested in getting all of the triple triad cards in the game. Just like a, a basically set of, you know, it's it's at best an arbitrary goal that I set. And one of the really interesting things about getting all the triple triad cards is you have to do a bunch of stuff that otherwise you weren't super interested in doing. And I had to learn uh, crafting. Crafting, like there, there's a, by way of Beast Tribe quests, you have to kind of have to know uh, enough about crafting so you can do them all. And so I had to build that up from scratch. And it is really interesting. I'd, I'd had a lot of people say how much they liked the crafting stuff in uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, and I'd never tried it, never touched it. Um, so, you know, just by pure chance, um, I was able to see what that was all about. And it, it is. It's pretty cool. It's it's like it's super interesting. So I'm very interested to hear what you have to say about it, why you find it uh, so compelling and as a way to kind of unlock the the potential of the game. Yeah, I do think, like, the crafting and the gathering are definitely, like, really cool parts of the game. Partly just because, and this is something that's true about a lot of the um, systems in place, but crafting and gathering, or gathering specifically, is an important part of it. Where, like, Mm -hmm. um, when you go through the story, you kind of, there's, like, you know, six areas, actually exactly six areas per expansion. And um, you, you go through each one in order, and then you're just kind of done with it. So first of all, gathering just gives you a reason to go back to those places and engage with those spaces in a new way because, you know, different areas will have, like, special rocks that you can, you know, like, there's, um, I forget what they're even called, like, legendary ones, there's ephemeral ones, there's some, you know, some things only appear at certain times or in certain weather, or, um, so there's, like, it changes the way that you relate to the spaces that you otherwise just kind of like get through and then you're done with. Um, and also it's just kind of like a really big expansive like system that engages with all the other, like almost every other system in, uh, in the game, right? Like, um, GCs can give you crafting materials, which you can use to craft housing stuff or you can use to craft, you know, um, and, that's kind of true everywhere you look in Final Fantasy 14 is like 
almost everything kind of interacts with everything else somewhere. Um, right. Very true. Yes. Like you mentioned that you need to do crafting to do the beast tribe quests, get the triple triad cards you need to do. Um, you know, there's, there's all kinds of like, um, there's stuff in the gold saucer that interacts with crafting There's stuff in, you know, and just all these little systems that are all fun to engage with on their own. Also, um, incentivize you to interact with all the other ones. And I think that's where like Final Fantasy fourteen is like really impressive. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting too because it's not, you know, you would expect that to exist in um in a Realm Reborn, like the first expansion or the first sort of like shift from uh 1.0 to 2.0, right? Um when they made a huge jump and, and you get new systems like the gold saucer and things like that. I think like one of the one of the things that surprised me when you know I ran out of uh, MSQ to play and I ended up you know just like okay I did the story and I've I've done sort of all the side stuff that I wanted to do or sort of like found interesting I, I kind of like you know I'm leveling a, a class but it's like you know it's just something I'm doing on the side and I decided to kind of look into other systems what's surprising is that they've continued to incorporate new ways of like cross pollination between different parts of the game in later expansions as well. Like they haven't just given up on it, which like I would have expected. Like I would expect a lot of a realm reborn content, not so much for the X packs, but they've been pretty consistent keeping like, you know, there's, there's, there's all sorts of ways that you can, you know, blue mage your way through the game or craft your way through the game. Or, you know, there's, there's even an expansion on like um, the, the, what is that called? The what of the dead? Uh, well, ever it becomes the Tower of the Dead, right? House of the like Dead. The, yeah, how? Yeah, thank you, House of the Dead. Um, oh. <laughs> I like it. It they, they keep on including that stuff, and it's 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 fascinating. Yeah. Um, now, if you talked to me, see, at this point, I'm kind of like, even though I've only been playing for a couple months, I'm kind of at end game in terms of a lot of different systems. Like I have all my crafters and gatherers at 90. Um, sure. I have several it's, different combat classes maxed out. Um, okay. You know, I've done Palace of the Dead up to, I think I got up to floor 150 so far, maybe, whatever. I didn't beat the whole thing, but I got pretty far. Um, I did most of the raids. I think the only thing I have left to do is the Omega raids. I did Baja. I did, you know, so I'm like pretty far in now. Um, right. If you had asked me when I started crafting and gathering, I would have said it's really cool the way like you have these special abilities that you can like use in different ways and it's kind of like its own mini game. Um, and the problem that emerges when you hit level 90 is that once you have like the best gear for crafting um, and like all the material on it and everything, you can basically craft everything that's relevant using a single macro and it just like weirdly kind of gets rid of the, the mini game element of it and it just kind of becomes like oh interesting yeah so i mean the mini game element you mean like the the actual sort of like balancing out of like um so the the, the two things in most crafting is like uh, there's a touch element, which means you're like you're crafting for quality, and then a synthesis element, which is uh, crafting for completion. So is that what you mean? Like that sort of like balancing out and trying to get like quality products and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like when you know, as you're leveling and you're 
slowly getting new recipes and new gear and new everything. Like there's always sort of like a, a, a balance between like, you know, like, oh, this new item I'm crafting, can I craft it with full, like 100% HQ or with full collectability or whatever the thing is. Um, but like by the time you hit 90, you kind of like, not only do you know the systems well enough and have enough good enough gear relative to the the recipes that you can always 100% HQ it, but like you can even right. look up like, you know, or just make your own macros that will just do it for you. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> yeah, that kind of, yeah, that, that is a little disappointing. The only kind of crafts that don't get trivialized are expert crafts because you can't really macro those, but I haven't seen many of those outside of, um, there's a set of them in the firmament. If you started doing the, the sky builder stuff there, but that's the only one that I've seen so far. So I, I guess like the question, one of the questions that comes up to my mind when I think about something like that is, you know, we think about other games like say, you know, an Elden Ring or something like that, or Dark Souls, um, uh, just sort of like the other sort of popular zeitgeisty game at the moment, where y- you get to an end game and you finish it, right? Like there, there is an end game. You can like you can expand it out by doing PvP or something like that. But ultimately, like there's an end to content. Um, and you know, it is disappointing that you get to the end of content in 14, but it's disappointing in like a different way, in that like you almost expect that that faucet to never turn off, right? Like the way that the systems are built feels natural in such a way that, you know, you, 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 you can imagine it consistently lasting forever, sort of like a little, like a perpetual motion machine of, of, uh, of interesting RPG elements. Right. Um, and then it ends and you, you're sort of like, you, you have sort of the, the mechanism laid bare and it can be disappointing. Um, I mean, do you think it's, do you think like the, the end game sort of disappointment that you have with crafting classes, do you think that's a design flaw or do you think that's just something that would be unavoidable with this sort of, you know, mini game slash, um, I don't know, like uh, approach to, to connected tasks? I guess it's surprising to me mostly because the, like, cause I've, I played WoW for, 14 years i started in 2004 i quit in bfa in 2018 and i've played some other mmos along the way too and sort of the the traditional thing with at least post wow mmos is that it's always a little a little uh, and then it gets really good when you get to end game so it was kind of surprising to me to see to realize that crafting kind of does the opposite and i think it's unique even among final fantasy 14 where like if you're doing palace of the dead um, it starts off kind of fun, and then you get to max level um, around floor, I think, 50. And then after that, mm-hmm. like, you're not, like, leveling through Palace of the Dead anymore. They're just The rest of it's just challenge content that, like, can you beat this while you're still level 60? Because that's the max level right. in Palace of the Dead. And um, even, like, you know, endgame content. Final Fantasy fourteen does um, endgame raids at least as good as WoW, if not better which mm-hmm. I didn't expect because I, WoW is, that's like the one thing WoW has always been really good at, right? Especially like more recently with, sure. um, I, I, I did Mythic Raiding and Legion and every one of those fights was really super well designed and they were all like very interesting and fun to do. And I, I, I kind of came into Final Fantasy fourteen. It has a bit more of a, a casual um, air to it and also kind of a casual like... Um, 
reputation compared to like at least among WoW players. So I didn't expect it to have like actually very well designed and interesting end game rates, but it does that. Um, so that's kind of like, I guess, why crafting and gathering caught me off guard where it was like, this is really interesting when you first start it. And then at the end, it's kind of like a soft puzzle. And like, it is, you know, I'm glad I leveled them because it's a really good way to make money in the game if you need gil for stuff. Like I'm um, furnishing a house right now and stuff, but it's not, it, it loses kind of the fun and it just becomes like a job in the game, basically. <laughs> yeah. No, and I guess like that's that's sort of the that's the distinction in final fantasy 14 for a lot of people. I mean, for me certainly, but I'm not, I'm not a very um, seasoned MMO player by any means. This is the only one I ever really got into. Um, but like, I think for a lot of people when they play MMOs, I, I have told this story a million times on Eve online about a friend of mine who was playing it and said he had to, you know, once he got off his first job, he had to get log on to Eve online and do a second job. Right. Like the, the fun in final fantasy distracts from the fact that yes it is sort of like it's a grind simulator in a lot of ways you're like slowly bumping up your level on a million things but it is fun and once you get to the end it reveals the grind to you whereas i think in a lot of other mmos the grind is evident from jump yeah and that's actually sort of an interesting like element that i've been thinking about with mmos with Final fantasy in particular recently um is that like because you had um well, first I'm going to mention I've been playing Fire Emblem Three Hopes, which is, I think it actually just came out the day we we're recording this. Um, I played the oh, okay. demo of it, and it's like kind of like a Fire Emblem Dynasty Warriors kind of deal. And as I was oh, playing cool. the demo, I was like, I was having fun with, you know, the systems and stuff, but I could just kind of see the, like, the, the strings. Like, I could see the system stretch out before me, and I was like, okay, well... Every character can get to whatever the max level is. I don't know what it is in the main game. Maybe like 200. Um, it's 15 in the demo. And then you can get every character to max level. You can get items to increase their stats further. So you can get them probably to max stats. If you grind enough, you can get every character has like 30 or whatever number of classes they can play. You, you can play them as, and you could probably max every class on every character. And like, right. there's, you know, if you wanted to, you could play that game for a thousand hours or whatever. And the problem that I used to love games like that when I was younger. And what, nowadays when I see that, I'm just like, all right, but like, once I do that, like, you know, I, I put 500 hours into Disgaea one, I maxed out all my characters in that. And then I was like, once I've done this, it doesn't just nothing, you know, like it, it's in that game forever. And there's no, you know, um, I move on from that game once I've done that. But right. so kind of like MMOs, and are the only genre where I don't have that problem because it's like, yeah, I can see the strings like of um, the grinding blue mage to 70, getting every single, you know, like they could make, you could make that process shorter, just like you could make the grind in um, Fire Emblem Three Hopes or in Stranger of Paradise, what, which Chris Person talked about recently. You could make that yep. same grind, but just make it, because it's all artificial, you can make that same grind be 20 hours instead of 60 hours and it would end at the same spot and I would get the same, you know, experience out of it. It just wouldn't take as much time, but yeah. I, I don't run into That's that problem with MMOs because it's like, yeah, but if I put in all this time to do, you know, to get blue mage maxed out and get a group of blue mages and do this, all the raids, which is one of the achievements, I get the title and then I have that title 
to express myself with in the social space. And because of the difficulty of doing that, not everybody has that title. And same for right. getting soloing floor 200 of Palace of the Dead or getting 500,000 of every um, crafter and gatherer in the firmament, which would take you literally 500 hours to do, but you get a mount for it. <laughs> and if someone sees you on that mount, they know you put the work in. Right, right. Yeah, and, and it, it is it kind of goes back. I, I talked to um, uh, Lena, who's uh, at uh, Banal Play, or I guess it's supposed to be Banal Play, <laughs> just realizing that's the joke. Uh, I never said it out loud. Uh, yeah, B-A-N-A-L Play. Um, and she was saying that, you know, it, it, when she was playing WoW, that was like there was a social element to it where, like, you just chilled out in the square. This is like, ages ago, a very early episode, but just chill out in the square and like, you know, you sit on your rare mounts or you have your rare gear and like people can just acknowledge it. And I think you're right. Like this sort of social element of like, did you do this yet? Or like, Oh, you have that. Or, Oh, how you did that experience? Or like, Oh, there's something locked behind just like a really, really tricky or difficult or long um, process that you get to do it. And then you experience it and people can acknowledge that you experienced it. It is, it, it almost reminds me of like, uh, I don't know, essentially like social um, exchange where we say like, oh yeah, you know, like um, I got to do this or I traveled here or I learned this or I did this with a group of people or I saw this concert or whatever. And like everyone can kind of trade their stories and and that's part of the experience of just like doing something is having that story after the fact. Yeah, so that's why, you know, I look at a game like three hopes and I'm just like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I don't want to put 500 hours into this game. And then I, I'm done with the game and it doesn't matter that I put that 500 hours in. But when I look at Final Fantasy 14, I'm like, hell yeah, I plan to um, get every triple triad card eventually. Or um, I started doing the relic weapon um, from ARR, yeah. which is also another cool thing is those are still in the game. And wow, I did Mage Tower and I got my special weapons for my priest and my demon hunter. But if you started playing WoW today, you can't go do the Mage Tower anymore. So, oh, interesting. It's WoW, you know, like games like that. And this is a problem I have with like, God, most online games nowadays have like things you can't access anymore, either because they're they were seasonal things or they were time gated or you know whatever, like um, skins in League of Legends you can't buy anymore or full characters in a lot of gacha games, you know, things like that. That's something I love yep, about Final yep. Fantasies. I came in technically this year because I started a new account and almost everything is still available to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think like there's like there are a couple of things that just like they essentially just sundowned and then turned into something different. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, for the most part, yeah, everything's everything's there. I, I hope the same way because I came in probably just after Shadowbringers was released, maybe like I don't know how long it maybe like six months after Shadowbringers was released. Um, and it took me a long time to get through it. But yeah, I mean, I, it took me a long time cause I started doing stuff like the relic quests for the ARR weapon and the relic quests for the heavens word weapon with the anima and stuff like that. Like I just, I enjoyed that and it was cool that I was able to do it. I think like I mentioned this in the book, like Eureka was my, was my thing for that where like, I got really into doing Eureka because there's still a lot of people doing it and it still is something that kind of exists in it's clunky, weird state that makes it extremely hard to get through, but um, very rewarding and very sort of like camaraderie building. 
uh, if you if you actually make it happen, like you you sort of like suffer through it together, and um, you start to realize the benefits of that kind of system, you know, inherent in the flaws as well. But like, it's a grind. I mean, it's just it's a it's a silly grind. It doesn't have a lot of like it has zero real world uh, value. <laughs> you just get a mount at the end, which is really cool, but you get the mount. But like, really, what what comes out of it is this this sort of social interaction, this ability to experience something that. Uh, you're right. Like it, it is something that I'm trying to think. Like gotcha games do this a lot, where like, um, you know, you you can experience it for a certain period of time and then it closes, and that that the experience then becomes like, well, I did this, and maybe you'll have to do it when it reruns, but not until then. Whereas in Final Fantasy, you can always do it. You just have to be willing to commit to it, and that's that's kind of a different kind of exclusivity. It's a more sort of um, it feels better. Yeah, definitely. Um... It's funny. I did. I've done some of Eureka. I haven't finished it. I want that now. Uh, you'll get. You'll get there. You have to. Do, you have to join a <laughs> Discord of people and schedule a time to go into the Baldesian Annex, which yeah. is well, it's, uh, wild, but it's fun. What's very funny about um, so, so something I've noticed because I, I think overall, in terms of just the main, like the main segment of the game, like the combat classes, the you know, um, like fighting enemies, um, in terms of dungeons and raiding. Every class in Final Fantasy XIV is surprisingly well balanced. Coming from WoW, where like mm. some some patches, entire classes would just be completely unviable. Like not in like the um, elitists won't let you in the group sense, but like in the literal like you just don't do enough damage to clear high level content sense. Um, yeah, okay. and Final Fantasy. I mean, that was partly because they had you know like every class has three subclasses in in wow so like you know even if you one of your subclasses wasn't viable you could play one of the other ones whatever so you know like you're, you never really had an, an entire character that was um useless but like you know um in legion i think it was subtlety rogue you could you could never get a group if you're playing subtlety rogue but if you went and played a different kind of rogue then you're fine um but in the open world and in Eureka and Baja, um, there's like just a very obvious tier list from like, um, you know, like warrior, sage, white mage are like incredible. Like you can pull 10, 15 enemies at a time or when you're doing fates, you know, like you can pull the yeah. entire fate at once and just AOE all of them at once while healing yourself through it with no problem. And then when I'm playing... When I was trying to level my monk, which is I have two DPS classes at ninety right now, which is Reaper and Monk. Uh, monk was Monk was my wasn't is my main class. I and it's it's not it's not fashionable, but I love I love Monk. It's very fun. I like playing it in dungeons because there's like a, there's more thought involved than um, what I've played so far of the other DPS classes because you have like the the leaden fist and then the second thing the second buff and then the the, the dot and they all last different yep. durations so there's like it there's like you're not just doing the same rotation over and over again you you kind of have to like pay attention to which you know this buff's about to fall off this dot's about to fall off and like do things in you know um in the right order as opposed to like reaper where you just kind of like always do the same thing um mm -hmm. but Oh, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, Monk has. Oh, you were saying uh, the tier lists, like you were you were trying to level Monk. Monk has no ranged abilities, a defensive that goes away if you use DPS abilities, and its only self heals are the um, 
the ones that are like every melee um, DPS has. So mm-hmm. Monk is literally horrible at doing <laughs> open world content. You, you can only yeah. pull one or two things at a time or you're going to die because you can't really heal yourself through very effectively or defensive. Um, and even that is hard because you don't have a ranged ability. So if you have to walk up to the one mob you want to pull and hope you don't pull any other nearby mobs. I was trying to do fades with Monk and I didn't have a group for it. And I Oh, it's really hard. Yeah. You um, need a group. Yeah. And that's that was true of Eureka too. Like I could I could trail and do fates in Eureka or or what what are called like um notorious monsters. Um and you can you can do that in Eureka if you if you trail along with people. And they'll in Boja too, like they'll just they'll resurrect you like here or there. But unless you have like a party, unless you have like people you're working with, it is really hard to do that stuff to the point of almost being impossible um, as as monk. Yeah, I, I just find that really funny because I, I heard you talking to Dia about Eureka and how like, you know, how deadly it was and how, you know, and then when I went into Eureka and granted, I haven't cleared it yet, so it might get harder later, but I'm up to like level, I don't know elemental level 20 something or whatever so far mm-hmm. and i was just like pulling 10 mobs at a time and killing them all and i was like i don't know is this what is this the deadly thing <laughs> yeah it's it's a lot harder with with different classes like i've only ever played it with with monk um so i've only ever played it on the hardest possible mode basically mm-hmm. now now that you're saying that and i didn't really think of that but yeah it's essentially what i did um i think yeah with, with certain other classes i mean it gets like it's a lot harder than the regular game regardless, but yeah, no, no, you're, you're totally right. Like it is, it is a matter of who you have sage. I can see being real. I'm, I'm leveling sage now and I can see sage being really good in that because you make your own shield, your shield buffs, your attack, you know, you have, it, it's a, you have a lot of like AOEs, you have ranged. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of like ideal. Um, whereas, you know, monk, you, you have to rush in and there's like seven people and they'll just, you know, tank you completely also i mean in later ones i think it's a little less than the first in um oh, i can't remember not animos is the last one i can't remember what the first one's called but there's like four sections of eureka and uh the, in the first one it's a little less um important to like scout ahead in later sections you see this in Boja too um not, i'm sorry sorry for the shop talk everyone uh you see this in Bojo too, where like it's important for you to get into dangerous areas and kind of like sneak around as best you can and not like trigger the uh the enemies or else they'll come and kill you because they're like 20 elemental levels higher than you um that that part was always like the harder part for me because like i was used to the regular game where it didn't matter if they were higher level than you you just they just wouldn't pay attention yeah um yeah i in terms of like outside of the open world like I said, I'm very impressed with how balanced the classes are, but also it's like really obvious how that happens because I mean, not to, not to, um, there's still a lot of work that goes into to making those numbers balance, but something that I think is like a really bold choice in Final Fantasy 14 is that every class is just the way that it is. And all of your gear is just the way that it is. There's no, yeah. there's no talent trees. There's no, trinkets with different abilities there's no you know like all these things that wow had was part of why it was so hard to balance because you had you know not only did you have all the different classes but then you had like um every class had 
X number of different configurations you could use. And if you had like five different choices of trinkets, you know, one of them was going to be the strongest, not only the strongest, but maybe this healing trinket that's the best also works best with Druid, and therefore Druid is the best healer right now, or whatever, you know, whatever the, the situation right, is. Right. And the reason I think that's such a bold choice is that players fucking love having those options. Even if in practice, most players will always pick the best ones anyway, because it's almost impossible for there not to be just a numerically best one. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, even in Final Fantasy 14, it, it, even if it's like a diminishing return as opposed to WoW, it's there's still a numerically best one. Yeah, but Final Fantasy 14 is like, um, oh, here's your level 570 gear. Here's your level 580 gear, 590 gear, 600 right. gear. Right. Yeah. And that's it. Like they add one or two alternative versions as catch up mechanics eventually. But like when the when the expansion first drops, there's just one of each and you just get whatever your current highest eye level is in each slot and you're done. And there's like, I guess a little bit of choice with the materia. Um, but that's about it. <laughs> and that's what, that, yeah, that makes I it so much easier for right. them there's to like, do like their job with balancing because there's only one set of numbers to work with. Yeah, I agree. And I think like, you know, it, it what's interesting about that is it also speaks to kind of like the history of, um, of the series in, 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 in sort of an interesting way in that, like, you know, when you go to um, speaking of Dia, Dia wrote a really interesting piece on um, on towns in uh, in Paste recently, and how like Final Fantasy is is really like, um, and and you know typically JRPGs in general are about the town, um, stemming from a non JRPG wizardry. But um, you know, like the the fact that they are the town, uh, you know, it it is in part because like you get there and then you can, okay, I can look around, I can. Um, I can kind of like explore here. I can get the armor that is good for my, uh, my particular class right now. Um, you know, like I can get the next level up. I can do the next thing. And, you know, there's, there's a, there's a quality of linearity to that, that I think 14 definitely has too. And that like, you just pick the stuff up and then eventually what's more important is you basically get to play fashion souls with it and glam yourself up however you want. Um, and so like getting level one stuff that looks cool is almost, well, it's actually more of a big deal sometimes than getting um, high-level stuff. Yeah, there's a reason that all of the level one glamour gear in Final Fantasy fourteen is like a million gil on the market board. <laughs> yup, yeah, it's super, super expensive <laughs> uh, because it's rare, and it's like that. It, that's what's interesting to look different. It's not you know when you when you sand out the margins, you're more focused on mechanics. Um, working with your party to accomplish this stuff in, you know, uh, I mean, effectively like lockstep and, and then learning and stuff like that, as opposed to, you know, finding the margins in terms of stuff you can, um, get to drop, which I mean, removes some of the grind, which I, I think is actually kind of nice. It goes back to your point about, you know, you can lessen the grind in certain ways. Um, you know, this lessens the grind and, and kind of displaces it onto other elements, which are, inherently more social yeah for sure um and there's like other you know like it's interesting that like a lot of the things i can think of to talk about what final fantasy does is basically ways they removed systems that have like everything in game design is kind of like there's like um tension between different like incentives and different outcomes in like player desire system interaction blah 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 and like 
a lot of those in MMOs come down to like um, legendary items in, in World of Warcraft, where it was like, right. these items, what they're supposed to be, the fantasy, is these are rare items that are really, really important and really cool and have some importance to the story and they have special names and they do something special. And that's fine, except there's also the desire on players not only to have cool items that can drop, but also to do the content. And right. if I want to do Mythic Plus and I'm playing Demon Hunter in Legion, I need to have the legendary shoulder piece or I literally, no group will take me because it's just, it. what that item did was it made your eye beam refresh, which was your big AOE ability, at every time it hit enemies. So if you the tank pulled up a group, you oh, wow. used your eye beam, and by the time you're done using your eye beam, your eye beam was back up already. So it literally... Yeah, that's, that's huge. Like... 10 times your damage output on large pulls. So if you didn't have that, you were just fucked. And it was like, all right, in theory, these items, the, the, the way a legendaries dropped in Legion at the start of the expansion was like, just kind of like, anytime you can get loot, you might get a legendary, but a random one. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you, most players had like maybe two legendaries by a month into the expansion when like the, the end game content started. And if you had the right legendaries for the type of content you wanted to do, you were just so much better off and you were golden. Yeah. People hated it. So they added ways to get the legendaries you need more easily over time because it's just like in theory, yeah. Getting these cool special items is nice and is cool and it gives you a reward for doing content and blah, blah, blah. But in practice, people also want to do content. And if they, you know, there's like a tension, like a huge tension there. And that's another thing that Final Fantasy you know, avoids is like, I mean, in the same way that it avoids like talent trees, it avoids like legendary items. Yeah, no, definitely. Like ultimately like the legendary items, as we said before, are like it effectively just boil down to stuff that you want because you want it, not because it's needed necessarily. Uh, it reminds me like the way you're describing. Wow. Reminds me of, uh, so my, my, my current favorite gotcha. Well, not my favorite. My favorite will probably always be Arcanites. It uh, holds a special place in my heart. But the uh, the gotcha I'm playing the most of uh, recently is um, uh, Honkai Impact, uh, which is a pretty interesting game. It's why the same people who do Genshin Impact. I've talked about it on. I've talked about it on the Wall Scroll. Uh, I do not play gotchas, right. but I have seen a lot of um, fan art of girls from that kissing other girls from that. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a big time. Uh, all the girls in it love each other. Uh, it's you know impossible to get away from that, and it, it, good for them for it. It it rocks. It's really good. Um, it's not like I don't know. It's no more horny than any other game, I guess. But the so in, in any case, like the 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 reason I bring it up is it is it is quite a good game, and like the story is is kind of wonderful. It's it's surprising um, how how effective it is and how good it is. Um, but the, um, one of the elements about it, like when you actually get past the story, like the story is extremely easy to beat. You don't have to have anything. You can play the story for free quite, quite easily. Um, but then you get to like, essentially like high level stuff where you're just trying to eke out the last couple points for, for gear or whatever. Right. Uh, or for like, not for gear, but for currency, uh, it's a gotcha game. So you're all, it's always about currency. Um, the problem is like uh, in the game is you're always at the end, 
looking to get a specific weapon for your specific characters. You have to pull the specific character. Then you have to pull the specific weapon because the specific weapon will have something that has synergy with that specific character and make them a million times better. And then there are other things that latch onto them that also have synergy. And it's cool and it's in one way because you get to say, okay, like they've they've made like they've made these choices to kind of like, you know, really, really um you know, you get this particular character, you get all their, uh, what are called stigmata and you get like the, the weapon. Great. Like they have all these unique, unique, uh, abilities that, that, you know, uh, complement each other, blah, blah, blah. But ultimately you're also just like, and, and transparently speaking, uh, you, you're set up with the system where it's like, yeah, um, be sure to spend a ton of money if you wanted this character to be as good as we designed them to be. And that's how wow kind of sounds to me when the way you're describing it it's like not spending money but like spending time you know you have to have this in order for this character to work it's a great piece of synergy but if you it's not like oh it would be cool if i could make my character look like this or if i had this mount it's functionally speaking this character needs this to be at their best which is not something that final fantasy 14 does yeah and like yeah that's like where a lot of i guess when, like, you know, when you're designing these games, like, I, I watch a lot of the, especially now that I'm back into an MMO, I've been watching a lot of the shouty men um, online, mm, mm-hmm. and they'll talk about things that they want in the game, and some of them I don't even understand, like, for example, um, was, like, after, there's a lot of people who would say that Classic was harder than Modern WoW, which, like, when you talk about video game difficulty, it it's a mess, but, like, Oh, it's all, it's also always very subjective. So when you played WoW for the first time, it was harder for you. So it's always right. Yeah, but also just like in terms of, um, like the the difficulty in classic is there. A lot of it is just like tedium, and if you're impatient, you're more likely to die. And that is technically like you could describe that as difficulty, but like. My knee-jerk thought when you say hard, like a hard game, is that it's going to have like tight execution challenges with like you know, um, like like the way um, high-end content works in Final Fantasy XIV, where there's like you know, not only do you need to do your your rotation correctly, but there's like three different mechanics going on. You have to dodge all of them at once, and that's how high-level right. content is in Modern WoW, and it's not how high-level content was yet in Classic, so. There are elements of classic that are more difficult, and maybe they want those, and you know that that's fine for them. Um, they got their game eventually, but <laughs> it, it, there's it's it's really hard because people, I guess, when people talk about games, they don't always know what they're even saying they want or what they they don't know how to express their their feelings, like correctly, or I don't know, I don't know how to yeah. describe it. <laughs> No, I think you're right. Like you're, you're always kind of looking, it's essentially like you're looking for, I don't know, you're looking for kind of like a signifier or or, or something of significance that it's very difficult to place. Like, uh, um, I mean, this is wildly pretentious, so please forgive me, but there's a, it's kind of like, it's one of the only things that I think you can take from, uh, Lacan and, and say like, it has a practical purpose in real life is this idea of the, the object petit a, which is like the, the, the small a basically, um, the small a object. Um, and uh, small a is just a, a referential point, but the idea is like, it's this 
object of desire, this pure object of desire. Um, I'm, I'm probably explaining it wrong. So any Lacanians in the audience, please uh, don't don't at me. Um, but the the idea of the object petty eye is that you you can never actually have it. You can never describe it. You can never have it. Um, this is this is a common problem in Lacan, in Lacanian psychoanalysis. Not problem is in like he did it badly, but you know the problem that psychoanalysis is there to kind of help you through is that there's all these things that you want and you think you can imagine and 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 claim and demand, but ultimately you are you're speaking around something. You're kind of like you're demanding something that cannot be codified in the way that you hope. And I, I think like video game difficulty and like wanting something uh, in a particular kind of difficulty kind of works that way, right? Where it like you get this, you get this thing that you want. Like I want it to be more like classic WoW or like in um, in Final Fantasy uh, 14, there's uh, I'm going to uh, something virtue. Uh, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm remembering. Um, I can't remember. I'm, I believe I'm not remembering it right now. Uh, let's see, Eureka Boss Virtue. <laughs> let's see what it's called. Uh, absolute Virtue. Uh, so Absolute Virtue uh, was a, a, a character in is a character in Final Fantasy XIV uh, in, in Eureka, but uh, Final Fantasy XI also had uh, Absolute Virtue, and uh, people played and tried to beat Absolute Virtue for like twenty hours. I think like the battle lasted. Like people were getting dehydrated. It was like it was a whole mess. Um, and there is some nostalgia for that kind of thing. If you're thinking about like, okay, um, you know, games used to be like extraordinarily punishing. Um, but I think if you kind of like, if you kind of stop and you're like, do I really want there to be something where it's legitimately just like, you know, it just makes me feel bad, right? <laughs> it's, it's something that like makes me feel horrible. Um, I don't think, I don't think you do. I don't think anyone does. I think that's probably not something they want. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, like, I'm trying not to be, especially because I did play classic wow. And I even played a little bit of like EverQuest and, uh, Guild Wars a little bit when I was younger and I did enjoy those games. And even as recently as, um, 2017 i played on a classic one like a 1.12 private server for a while and i still had fun with it i'm not trying to say that these people are wrong or that they um don't actually want those things because um what was it Jalen brack that said that and mm -hmm. never lived it down but i i think <laughs> the conversations go really poorly because you know someone will say to me wow was better when it was harder and I'll be thinking in terms of like, well, Mythic Argus was harder than literally anything in Classic Burning Crusade or Wrath of the Lich King. And I know I was there for all of those. And, right. but they're talking about something else. They're talking about like, oh, um, you know, leveling takes longer and quests don't have quest markers on your map and um, things like that, right? Like Warrior. Right. Needs to sit down and eat a chicken in between every single pull because Warrior has like basically no in um, health regeneration and just sucks for leveling. And it was so bad that when Classic Wild came out, one of the first patch notes said, no, Warrior health regeneration working as intended. Uh, <laughs> I loved I when that when that post made was made. Um, That's really funny. Yeah. So like. 
even those games, like when I played Vanilla WoW in 1.12, it was different than when I played it in, when it was new because I was playing with a group of people who knew the game well. We knew what classes we wanted to play. We had a you know a dungeon group all ready to go, so we could do the dungeons together. Um, the mage, I was a hunter. Someone else was a mage. We both just grinded mobs because those two classes are very good at that. And the tank um, just went, sat around outside dungeons and waited for groups to show up because that's the best way to level a tank. Like we, we, you know, we did the same thing people do now, where they like um, optimize almost the challenge out of the game, or at least you know. Yeah. Um, well, then, the, then the min maxing becomes the challenge itself, right? Like it, it's not about it's not so much about the the game being challenging as much as it is like. The, the the process of determining um process of determining like you know how to how to get there yeah um so even then like classic wow if you know what you're doing isn't that difficult to level through you just need to know okay what class do you want to play what's the best way to level that class um mage can just aoe mobs with its slows you know hunter's pet can tank mobs for it so it doesn't take any damage um tanks a lot of them, like warrior sex, like I said, at leveling. But if you go in a dungeon, uh, if you go outside a dungeon, um, you'll find 10 groups over the course of, you know, a four-hour play session that want to run that dungeon that need a tank because, you know, there's not there's always a shortage of tanks. That's like the, the longest running thing about MMOs. <laughs> What's funny is I think, I feel like, I feel like healers are more rare in Final Fantasy XIV. I, I wonder what you'd think about that. I found, like, since playing Sage, that's the only time I've had insta-queues. Even yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't see. I haven't looked at numbers because um, I'm sure those numbers are out there on the internet. Um, oh, of course. What yeah. I do know is that, on average, it seems like maybe five adventure needs on duty roulette for tank and three for healer. But that's true. That's true. But whichever type of roulette I want to run right now, with whichever class I want to run right now, it'll always be the opposite. <laughs> so if I want to run leveling yeah, as that- a healer, it's going to be tank. That is that is just simply Murphy's law in inaction. The 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 law that we all live by forever. Um, the 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 popular hardcore band Murphy's law. Um, they aren't popular. Uh, yeah, it's it's like it is it is. Um, I mean, it doesn't surprise me, right? That that um, I guess it doesn't surprise me that the uh, that like DPS is more popular than all of them. Everyone wants to be the one that causes the damage. Um, but it's interesting that that like tank and healer are a little more evenly balanced um, in in fourteen because I think if anything tank is tank can be like harder to play in fourteen because of all the AOEs. I think I tend to find a tank at least from what I I haven't done um, savage or ultimate raids yet. Um, mm-hmm. But I've done basically every other type of content there is. I think tank is probably the easiest role to play overall. Mm-hmm. It does require you to like know some stuff, like know you know uh, how to react to certain mechanics. So it's probably the the role that like has the most knowledge, cause, especially because obviously you need to know like uh, for earlier dungeons. I guess like later dungeons are just kind of straight lines, so this doesn't apply anymore. But for earlier dungeons, you do need to know just where to go. <laughs> um, oh God! Uh, yeah, I played. I played. A, I played an earlier dungeon with. Um, oh, what was it? have been like sastasha or something like that i like i and i was i was it was in a leveling roulette the other day i was just like stunned how how poorly designed it was i was amazed it was 
it it rocked my world. Like it's I interesting like, to I me can't. because like I think what they were going for with the early dungeons, and I don't know if they didn't expect you to run them over and over again like you end up doing, but mm-hmm. they feel like they're meant to be like an exploratory experience between like a group of players, right? Like you all go in, you don't yeah. know where you're going, you kind of like look around. There's a note on the floor. I have never seen someone stop and pick up one of those notes on the floor and read it. Because you have to in the you have to in the pirate dungeon because it tells you what the right thing is. Like I've seen people put <laughs> oh, that yeah, one up. Yeah, you're right. Like, you're right. The coral or on the wall or whatever it was. Yeah, um, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Other than that, like there's you know there's lots of early dungeons have these like lore dumps that you can stop and read. I've never seen someone stop and read them. I actually went back through unsynced on some of the early dungeons yeah. to, to just I've known do that I've done that too <laughs> yeah no I've done that too because the first time I did the dungeon I was like oh a lore dump I'll stop and read it and everyone just ran ahead I was like well, I guess not <laughs> yeah so like it, it might be because of that that they were meant to be kind of like a thing you experience once and you all figure it out as you're doing it and not like a thing you like you know, like everyone runs Orm Bell, they know to run along the, lo- the left side of the first room and only aggro those first two pack because, you know, like you could just clear out that whole room, but there's no reason to, you know, you can just clear, uh, clear right. two packs and then get to the next room. And it's like, right. that is to some degree, wild dungeons are worse. At least when I quit, they're still designed that way. Like there would be trash you could like pull by accident or trash that you could avoid pulling and like you know or like shortcuts you take or like all kinds of stuff and like Final Fantasy 14 moved away from that and I don't think it's like a bad decision right because the way people there there's something you can like this is like the same thing with like talent right like there's something you can romanticize about a dungeon that's a little bit of a maze and maybe there's a puzzle in it and maybe there's um choices to make and how to go through it or which pulls to make and which pulls not to make but like that's not at the end, even if you make that dungeon, people are going to solve it, and then it's going to become the straight line anyway. Right. Right, and then you only, basically, the only people who are going to get to enjoy solving it are the people who are there, like, on day one. Right? Like, I think, you know, I found that, I, I was worried that I would feel that way about the raids, because, like, I, especially for, for the current raid, like, I wasn't, I'm, I'm playing through it with a, with a friend of mine, um, and she and I uh, are, are trying to, like, you know, we're just, we're, we sort of like slow, slow dripped the uh, the plot. Um, not not that like we weren't like interested in it, but just sort of like uh, it would be a shame to like get all of this now and then you know not have not have anything to look forward to. Um, and so you know we, we did that slow, and as a result, like uh, the the current end game raid uh, wasn't unlocked initially, and I was like, oh well, that's okay. Like I wonder I wonder if everyone will have solved it already, and that's not really what it is anymore like it's not solved someone might have some ideas as to what you should do but it's still like you still basically have to be on your toes and and figure it out and it's it's novel and interesting in its own way whereas like yeah the old the old ones are like okay here's what you have to do here here's what you know whatever and it's not exploratory or interesting it's it's simply like someone is telling me you know what statue to touch like this this sucks yeah, I actually really like, um, I did, I did every eight man raid in the game so far. Um, except some of them, only, only, um, only Bahamut I did on, on Savage because it took me so, so long to find groups to start doing Savage Bahamut that I was like, Oh, 
I'm shocked you were able even to find Savage. I I did all of uh, Coil of Bahamut recently, just unsynced. I was I was happy that I was finally able to do it as Monk unsynced. <laughs> yeah, I, well, just, I just did it all unsynced. My my thought process was like, okay, I I did I did the the regular raids, and then I was like, I I had, I knew about unsyncing, and I I could say I was like, okay, I could come back to this when I'm level ninety and probably just clear the Savage ones unsynced. I don't know if you could do. Alexander Savage Unsynced. I haven't tried that yet. It feels really weird saying that word over and over again, but I don't know what else to call them. Unsynced, unsynced, Yeah. No, no, Savage. Savage, you mean? Yeah. Oh, Savage. Yeah, it's odd. I I always think of Savage as like less like the term and more just like, uh, I mean, I guess it doesn't really have a historical term other than the offensive one. And and Um, Final Fantasy XIV, especially AR, even uses that version of the term, right? Like They're they're not calling it Savage in like a a Tony Hawk pro skater way, which would at least still be bad probably, but at least be, you know. But like they're they're having the pirates call the, the tribes Savage, so. Right, I think they I think they are currently like trying to patch that, like not patch it out, but that's that's a ridiculous way of putting it. But I think they are currently trying to um, to kind of revise that within the within the canon of the game. I'm not sure for the remainder um, of the podcast. Someone... If I have to say that word, I'm going to call them mythic raids instead. Okay. Excellent. Okay, <laughs> everyone knows what mythic raids are now within the context of the podcast. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not sure. You, yeah, it's it's. That is one of the things that it's like the one barrier to entry in in Final Fantasy 14 is like you you have to. I don't know, you have to find people who are willing to do the thing with you. And if if if, if the community has decided it's boring, as they have with. Um, with uh, uh, Binding Coil uh, of Bahamut, uh, you're you're out of luck. <laughs> it's why it's why like it's why the 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 game made crystal tower part of the plot because it's like well if we're going to actually include this as lore um and have people play it then we gotta just make it required so there's always a queue i'm honestly surprised they haven't done what they did with castrum and praetorium where when i last played they were like eight person raids that are eight person dungeons that everyone just kind of like ran through and were trivial and now they're like mm-hmm. four person dungeons that are actually well balanced I'm surprised they had they didn't yeah, do I that with the new ones, yeah. uh, Crystal Tower since they're MSQ now. Just make them four person MSQ dungeons. Yeah, I think that probably makes some sense. I it might be harder to do because like Castrum and Praetorium were yeah, you said eight person raids. I think I think they weren't twenty four, were they? No, they were eight, but like they were already they used to be bigger spaces than they are now. They basically just I mean, some of the rooms are the same, but a lot of them they made smaller, they made the you know, they made the whole thing a little bit less, you know. There used to be this whole area you ran up that was like, um, there were three different things you had to, to activate or kill or whatever. And it yes, was like, I on know exactly catwalks. What that, you don't have to do that anymore? No, not at all. They oh, just took that out. That's of, nice, actually. Of it. Yeah. They like I'm, redid, I'm they actually redid them. Remember the part I used, because I remember this part because I used, I used to always, um, when I was doing the roulette, I would always... Um, like follow Sid around and keep blowing kisses at him. But there was a part oh, where yeah. Sid was just walking for like a solid minute and a half and you were waiting at and the- people would just like put C I D on there all the time. They would just put <laughs> yeah. the letters out there. Um they took that whole segment out. There's like a one part where like Sid walks and there's some enemies 
between you and where Sid is going to and you fight the enemies and then he reaches the place and then you're done. And it's like they made the whole thing completely like the whole cash room and prayer totally different dungeons now. And they could. I, mean, I know we've been talking about access, but that's not something anyone needed to experience. So <laughs> don't worry, you didn't miss anything. Yeah, there are like the, there's a couple things that um like you know they redid some of the um the other five uh the other uh, reborn stuff um like mm. they gave bosses um in those dungeons a bit more mechanics. They made the dungeons a little less annoying to go through. Um, they put an ethereal portal at the end of. Someone called the one that has like the succubus boss at the end. With, like, oh, the, is that? Um, yeah, the, the it's the mansion, right? Or yeah, the, the mansion. The, like you get to the, the, the basement, yeah. and then you get the bloody parchment, and that lets you unlock the the door at the staircase. But like you used yeah, to just have neat, to. That's a neat dungeon, but it's a pain <laughs> you, about that ethereal port. Yeah, you used to just have to run, run from the basement back up to the staircase. But now they added just a thing that teleports you back to the staircase. Like they they did lots and lots of changes to everything in ARR and made them all generally better. But they didn't do anything with Crystal Tower except say now everyone has to do this, and it sucks because if you do um, Alliance Raid Roulette ever. For some reason, you're going to do Crystal oh, Tower. <laughs> I mean, Alliance Raid Roulette's pretty helpful for leveling. It gives you a ton of experience. Yeah, it would just be nice because uh, I love... I, I I mean, I am the Final Fantasy Tactics fan. Like, I don't know anyone oh, else who's yeah, like... you could do some of the Rabinastra raids. Yeah, I don't know anyone else who, who, like, Final Fantasy Tactics is, like, maybe their favorite Final Fantasy. Like, I know some... I have some friends who like the game, but, like, I, I love that game. Anyway, um, so, like, when I was doing... Um, like the one to fifty content, I was like, "Wow, Square sure loves to like have their own farts." Like everything in this game is just a reference to an to something from an old Final Fantasy game, and then like uh, the Omega raids, I think, are all references. The Eden raids are all references to the references from ARR. It's like, um, and then I got to Ivelisse, and I was like, "Oh, this is references to Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy XII. I'm here for this." <laughs> I I honestly like I'm I love I love the references back. It's such it's such a it's such a like a goofy a goofy way of thinking about it. And I, like, I admit, like I I kind of just enjoy the fact that they're willing to reference it back. But I like I like the way that they kind of they kind of create like a unified world in a sense. It's just like it's very I don't know. It's very very rewarding for me. Square Enix has become like Final Fantasy has become the modern. Well, I guess even years kind of like in the Final Fantasy circle now. But like it's like the modern Commedia dell'arte. <laughs> that's right that's absolutely correct and i i i can't agree more actually that's 100 right um and you brought up commedia del arte which means everyone can figure finish their bingo um <laughs> so i have a question uh about your your experience with Final fantasy 14 um what so you mentioned you sort of explained, I think, in in many ways how it's a little like you know for 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 um, adherence of WoW, it it feels a little more casual. And like I get that, like that, that totally makes sense. And like the the sort of like elimination of the talent tree, et cetera, et cetera, um, the, the streamlining of of gear. Um, I wonder, is there anything in it that feels aside from say like the Crystal Tower, which is you know ARR stuff does feel a little clunky but just like mechanically or within the current um uh, meta or or experience of the game is there anything that just feels like 
outdated and like it should be rethought? Um, like in a in a strict like UX like um game feel sense, I don't think so. Like I think this game is just mm. like very, very like everything feels good to play. Something I do find weird coming from WoW, specifically as a healer main, is that the healers uh, like feel so similar. Mm. I've only played one healer class, so I don't know for sure. Um, I've only played Sage, but because um, I was too scared to heal. I, <laughs> I didn't know MMOs well enough, so I just picked a DPS. This does kind of um, tie back into what I was saying before about how like um, they make a lot of decisions that seem to be geared toward like keeping things easy to balance, which, like I said, you know, I think the the difference between the top and bottom DPS is like 10% and the lower the lower tier one, like the lower DPS ones have like utility to make up for it. The difference between the yeah. healers is like negligible. So like they do a good job with that. Um, and if this is like required to maintain that, then that's fine. But like coming from WoW, um, every healer in WoW, there was um, Holy Priest was like the big burst healer, right? Like they had, they could just cast a heal on you that would heal you for half your HP bar instantly. Um, and then there was Discipline Priest who their thing was like they could put atonement on people and then for the next X seconds, the everyone they had atonement on, it was kind of similar to Sage, but they could put atonement on as many people as they could at a time, like however many they could juggle. Mm -hmm. And then all the damage yeah. they deal, a percent of that damage uh, heals, it goes to healing for everyone with atonement on them. Um, okay. And then there was... Uh, um, Resto Druid, which had like all heals over time, and like you, it, the more heals over time you had on the same person, the more effective they all were. They all each got like a percent boost. So like, you that's know, a real tank boost there. Yeah. So you like, like you stick that on your tank. Yeah. You had like a special like this is this is the one you put on the tank always ability, and then you had your like basic hot, and then you had like a few other ones that had like specific utilities. And like, but if you stack four on the same person, they were going to, you know, get like massive, massive heals. Um, mm. But uh, you had um, Paladin who healed based on their like proximity to the player they were healing. In, I believe was Paladin's heal. I didn't play Holy Paladin, but oh. so they were really good healing tanks as well. But they could also like, you know, they could move around and like heal like certain targets based on their proximity. You know, like every... I think had a or every healer had a thing that we could point at and say that's their thing, right? For Druid, it was heal over time. For um, this, it was damage. For you know everything, every, all of them had that. I don't feel like the healers in Final Fantasy fourteen have that, which is weird. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 an interesting thing because it kind of goes back to what we were talking about when we were talking about like uh, f the Fire Emblem. Um, uh, Dynasty Warriors E uh, game, and then the the you know the the differences between uh, you know WoW having the like as you said like the the extremely specific character types and like like almost like bespoke character types, but of course like the amount of grinding one would have to do to make them all workable. Like the I, I feel like the um, like what we keep coming up against in, the, in this conversation is the fact that like essentially when you're making um, when you're making these design choices, you ultimately have to like 
there, there is like a, a very explicit give and take, right? Like where you can, you can have one thing um, work really well for you. Like you can, you can have everyone be able to, to get into the game and, and make it really beginner friendly as final fantasy 14 has done. Um, but you can't then have the, like the hyper specificity um, and variety and sort of like, you know, difficulty curve in the sense of like becoming like, you know, kind of like a perfectly min-maxed uh, figure in the game that WoW has. Um, I mean, like, I, I I know that that's kind of like an obvious observation that, like, you know, there's always give and take. You can't have everything. But um, I think it, it I've never really thought about it in terms of MMOs and the ways that, like, developing an MMO kind of, uh, I don't know, like, it, 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 it lays that bare in, in an interesting way. Yeah, for sure. Like I, like I acknowledged that even at the start when I started talking about the healers, because like I recognize that there's the thing that I've been praising Final Fantasy fourteen for the whole time, and maybe this contributes right. to that. Um, like you know, so it's like I just I've been leveling like I leveled Sage first because that's kind of my main class, and then I started leveling. Well, first I leveled White Mage technically up to like seventy whatever, and then I unlocked Sage, and that became my main class. And since then, I've gotten. I don't think I have every healer maxed out yet, but they're all at least level 80. And they all feel like, you know, like Sage's thing should be damage because they're the one that heal when they do damage. But White Mage does just as much damage um, when mm. when you're casting Dia, Glare, or Holy. Um, and whole, like I would think White Mage's thing would be burst heals, but Sage actually has multiple off GCD big heals that they can yep. use. It's not ideal because you technically want to be using your, um, your like the big AOE bubble that like lowers damage and heals over time. Um, that's a more efficient ability to use your, your adders go on, but like you can do a burst heal. And um, I mean, I find I have to do it fairly often when I play it just because like inevitably the tank will take a, a bunch of damage and all of a sudden they'll be at half health or something like that so you have to hit them with toracle or drawercle or whatever yeah um and then like you know even in terms of like um i think it's supposed to be sage and scholar are the are the barrier healers right but correct yeah but white mage does have one barrier and i think ast does have one so like if you need some if there's a mechanic that you need a barrier for you can still do it as white mage so there's like there's no there's nothing that one healer has that every other healer can't at least do a worse job at, you know, mm -hmm. I guess is, yeah. is how these, these classes are laid out. <laughs> well, yeah. And the other, the other way to say it is like, um, you know, one, one complaint I hear sometimes, I don't know if it, I don't know if complaints the right word. One thing I've heard people say about final fantasy 14, and I think they're right. And, you know, I hadn't really thought about why it matters that they're right, but I think it, it kind of keys into what you're saying here is, um, that every class, has to also be a DPS class. Like when you're when you're when you're a healer, you have to be focused on DPS as well. You can't just be healing. So like, you know, when you're white mage, you have to keep casting stone or whatever, right? Like you have you can't you can't let up um just because you're you're not a typical DPS class. Same same with tanks, like who can do quite a bit of damage, like uh, especially sort of if they, you know, do the mechanics correctly, like Dark Knight has a bunch of stuff that if you if you kind of like build it up has has quite effective damage. Um, you know, there 
I understand why that would be the case, especially with the way the raids are, that like everything has high health and the mechanics are complicated, so you just have to like <laughs> have to figure it out uh fast and do do a lot of damage. But I also think like, you know, there there's there's something that's lost there because everything has to do the same two or three things, uh, in addition to its unique qualities. Yeah, well, I actually had in dungeons, it was pretty normal, especially uh, at least like um, when you were doing like Mythic Plus, like, you know, like I should I've referenced Mythic Plus many times. So maybe I should explain what it is, because it's also something I wish Final Fantasy 14 would, would copy. Like the one thing I wish they would copy for a while. Um, <laughs> so there were regular dungeons and then there were Mythic Dungeons. And then there was something called Mythic Plus, which was like plus two would be everything in the dungeon has 20% more health and does 20% more damage. And then you could do plus three, plus four, plus five, plus all the way up, you know, like, um, by the end of Legion, my group was doing like plus 25s and the best teams in the world were doing like plus 30s. And it was just kind of like an infinitely scaling, like dungeon challenge dungeons, basically. Mm -hmm. And it was nice because dungeons are like a, like a nice 30 minute, like ish bit of content that you can do that way. Um, would still be a challenge and you, you know so like i can hop on at 11 30 and i have half an hour to play i could still do a mythic dungeon you know like a mythic plus dungeon right right um but anyway so in mythic plus it was pretty normal for the healers to be doing damage and the reason it wasn't in raids in wow is that pretty much every boss was just outputting raid-wide damage at all times Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Then you really have to focus on healing. Yeah, so you're pretty much always healing somebody or even just healing everybody. Um, so isn't the AoE healer then like, wait, was there an AoE healer that was specifically AoE? There, so there was, was no, there was a healer. There's a healer um, shaman who's, their thing is that their heals would, would like be either within small circles or would splash to from one person to another. Um, but their okay. their weakness was that they didn't have as many like raid wide like you know like um I think Rest of Druid had like three different raid wide like big heals. Um whereas like Rest of Shaman you had to kinda like target people and splash it to other people because like you know you couldn't mm. you didn't have as many at least that's how I remember it. I didn't play Rest of Shaman much either. I mostly played um Priest Druid and then Demon Hunter and uh, dark, uh, death knight. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like every, every healer kind of like had to just be healing constantly in raids because everybody in the raid, was, and there's also 25 people or 20 people in a mythic raid, um, is losing HP to some degree, basically at all times. Whereas in Final Fantasy 14, there's like, there's usually one raid wide damage that comes out every once in a while. And then there's like the tank busters. And then if everyone's playing optimally, those are the only things you really have to heal everything else. Um, or there's a few mechanics that if you do them right, they do a little damage, but if you do them wrong, they do a lot of damage. So you have to heal those as yeah. well. But like, yeah, I mean, tanks will, tanks will like get hit repeatedly by something, right? Like it'll, it'll, something will be happening to the tanks. Yeah. Although some tanks yeah, even it's, like, it's not like, like, um, Paladin and Warrior, their rotation just heals them naturally. So, like, they don't even really need the, the healer to heal them through that stuff. <laughs> True, yeah. But, um... And same with Sage. If you're attacking, then you're basically yeah. handling that. But, like, if everyone's playing optimally, healers in Final Fantasy XIV don't need to heal that much. 
which means that they have more time to do damage, which means that you clear the raid faster, which is in theory like a good thing. But like, it does mean that if you want to be healing, you need you kind of want people to be making mistakes. Otherwise, you're just going to be casting. Um, Discrasia? Is that the name of the, the, the attack from Sage over and over again? I do terribly yeah, remembering uh, Sage's attack names, oh even God, though it's my... So, they're so conf- it's, it's very, um, it's very Grecian. Um, so it's a little, it's a little tricky. Um, yeah, I, I, for some reason, like, um, even like the, 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 I think all of Samurai's abilities or like Ninja's abilities are, they're in Japanese, right? Yeah. And I can, like, if you, it, it, you know, cause I, I know somebody who plays, who's been leveling Samurai and if they say the name of an ability, I can usually connect it to that ability. But like mm-hmm. for some reason like Greek, I think it's Greek, just doesn't click in my brain. I don't know why. Yeah, you just say it's it's you know, it the pretty pictures help me. <laughs> uh, mostly. But yeah, so um yeah, that's sort of a weird thing about healing in Final Fantasy fourteen, um, compared to WoW. But I don't mind it. Like, I mean I played Disc Priest a lot, so I was doing DPS then anyway, so. Hmm. So I, I guess like one thing, one other question I have about about the distinction between WoW and Final Fantasy. I mean, it sounds like some of the some of the experiences you have playing WoW are are wrapped up in the particular kind of character you played, or like the particular role you were playing. Do you feel like that specificity exists for you within, like you know, even within memory, exists for you in Final Fantasy fourteen? Like, does it? Does a does a dungeon feel different if you are playing like if you recall playing it for the first time as say like you know DPS or as like as a monk instead of uh, a, a, um, a reaper or something like that like do you, do you have those specific like memories that you seem to have uh, for WoW or is it or does it sort of like get to be a little more um, muddied? Yeah, I think part of it is that like you know if your one character can play every job. Um, certainly like the experience of doing, um, I'm trying to think of the name of like, you know, that one raid where at one point the, the boss just kind of like swings, it turns giant and swings a giant sword down and the tank has to like hold the yeah, sword. Susano. Yeah. Yeah. Susano. Yeah. I did that as a tank for the first time at one, like in the past couple of weeks. And that is like. That is a completely different fight when you're tanking because you get to do the minigame and you get to feel like a badass. Um, so there yeah. are like instances of that. <laughs> and like obviously like just the, the physical act of what you're doing, like you know, like if you're doing Yeah, you're Oh sorry. <laughs> you're clicking different keys. Yeah, no, you're clicking different keys and you're 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 experiencing a different mental strain each time. Yeah, like you're standing in a different like if you're tanking, you're standing behind the boss. If you're healing, you're probably standing or further away, if you're melee DPS, you're standing like, um, where like on the side that all your teammates are on, but you're standing right up against it. Um, things like that. Like, so there are like mechanical differences between playing different jobs, but like I don't have like, like all of all of the all everything I've done in Final Fantasy fourteen, I did as my same bunny. Whereas like in WoW, I had like this is my priest character who was my first character. Yeah. And then later when Legion came out, I made a demon hunter character and that's that character. Like, you know, if I get art of my final fantasy 14 character, 
um, it's always going to be the same character. Whereas like the classes become part of the identity of your 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 characters in WoW, which is like a difference. I don't think it's a bad thing in Final Fantasy fourteen, but no, I think that's. I was actually going to say I think it's a good thing. Like I think it's I think it's cool that you get to. It goes back to what we were talking about with like the glams being so important to people. Like you're you're kind of just like you're kind of focusing on what your who your character is, and you can kind of role play as them or you know, even if you're not into role playing, which I mean, I'm not particularly into role playing in the game. Like you can, you can like, you can make them into, uh, you can make them look different. You can kind of give them the style you want. You become comfortable with the way they look. Like I can't imagine the game with a different warrior of light. Like whenever I watch cutscenes, or if I watch cutscenes, and there's another warrior of light in them, like, you know, check out, check something out on YouTube or rewatch it. It's weird. Oh God, like, yeah. I like, had that same that? experience. I was watching, um, I was watching a video because I didn't feel like rewatching the cutscenes in game the way you're meant to do it or you can do it. Right, um, so yeah, I just the, the new game plus looked up. Well, you can actually there's like the unending journey book in your um, mm. which I did. I did use that to rewatch my favorite cutscene in the game, which is um, right after you're leaving Alpes with Fana and oh yeah, the Sundering. That's a great cutscene. That is like yeah. m- m- literally maybe one of my favorite cutscenes in video games. Um, but really good at the time I didn't want to redo the, the Xenos, um, conversation to see what he says. If you say different things, because obviously I said, uh, you got me there or whatever that, that line was like, you know, I can't deny that. Right, yeah. Um, it was, it was the only correct choice in my opinion, but I didn't, I want to see what he's, what, what the, how the cutscene goes with other choices, but it just felt so weird seeing a character there that wasn't my my warrior of light. Yeah, I, I, I've had that experience as well. <laughs> yeah, really, really strange. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, that's like that's that's part of the reason why the game feels good. Um, feels so good as like as like a particular kind of like approach to. Um, I don't know, like the 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 MMO genre, because like, I don't know, I care about my character, <laughs> like, I, like, which is, does not feel like a consistently like true thing in MMOs. Like even, even in like, even in most video games, like I don't typically care about, you know, characters as much as I do about, you know, my personally made character here. Usually I absolutely don't care about, you know, characters that I make. Um, They just kind of roll off the tongue or like kind of exist and then go away Uh, as like my character in Elden Ring did or whatever. Like, I don't, I'm not going to think about him too terribly much. Um, whereas the worry of light and Final fantasy 14 is like embedded in my mind as like the particular character I am playing. It's kind of interesting because I am, I grew up like on live journal and, uh, fanfiction.net. And then I did a lot of fandom stuff mm-hmm. on like Tumblr. And when I played video games back then, like I have an embarrassing number of dragon age characters who like were i role played like i wrote that like who they were as a character and then role played how they would do things and then like they became important to me at the time um but i agree like i don't i don't tend to do that as much anymore like i don't um when was the last i don't even remember the last like game like that that i played and so was the outer worlds that might be why um but yeah like um when i uh, fall in vegas like i reinstall fall in vegas recently i don't really like get invested in the characters um or my character 
particularly as much as I used to. I, it's sort of right. more like an experiential thing for me now. Like I just playing Fallout New Vegas to like, um, like play through the game. I'm definitely not going to like, um, not that I ever did this, but like I, I could understand the mentality of people who have done this. Like I'm not going to write fan fiction of my Fallout New Vegas OC with like, um, like an NPC doing something or whatever, like, you know, and mm-hmm. I was at least pretty close to that back in the day, but I could definitely imagine like writing, if any, if this was something I thought anyone ever would ever want to read, I could imagine writing like fan fiction of my warrior of light, like, um, having a fight with Sadie or, or whoever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Like it, it is, it is something that like at least is imaginable. Right. And like it, it is, I don't know. I, maybe this is a, maybe this is an age thing for me or not. Like, cause I totally was able to, you know, write things that were role plays in, in the old days like that too. So maybe like it's it has less to do with Final Fantasy 14 than than it has to do with me. But like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like in a certain level, like that is that's just something that I don't feel as much anymore, but still do in this game. And I think in part it's because, you know, you're able to do so much with the same character. They let you just kind of keep the character like even I don't know, like even um, even in terms of like, you know, you drink, you drink the Fantasia. Um, you're still, you're still kind of you at the end of the day. Um, it doesn't, it does you never have to change entirely away from who you, who you are, which is, which is interesting. I could never imagine doing that. I love my fun too much. No, I mean, I, I have no, <laughs> I have zero interest. I I couldn't, I, I, I'm, I'm who I am. I'm like, I just, I, I picked the character. I didn't do a lot of thinking about it at the time, but they're, they're absolutely who the warrior of light is to me. Like there's, there's no way around it. Yeah, that's definitely something like, you know, um, actually that's something really interesting to me because I, I got, um, I did a, the, the eternal bond recently in final fantasy 14 and, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. You were saying you did that. Yeah. Um, and I, I've also done, there's like a marriage funk like thing in world of Warcraft, which I have done in the past as well, but it's weird. Cause like in world of Warcraft, like, you have multiple characters like you know you most people i knew had at least three or four characters that they played on so it's not like i mean it seems like you'd have to essentially yeah yeah i mean you could like some people would get away with playing one one class if either they didn't care about like high level rating or they were just like very good at that one class um but like Mm -hmm. most of the people that i played with were like pretty um like competitive like style like you know we weren't like world's first or anything but like we cleared all the content and usually you wanted to have like a couple different things just in case like you know like um if you're a tank main and like blood death knight is better than prop warrior right now or whatever you might want to just do that for the sake of like you know um making the the prog a little easier for your group right now whatever like whatever it is yeah um but because of that like you know if i married if you if you were playing the game and you married your your priest to your partner's um i don't know whatever hunter and then hunter was bad right now so your partner started playing their um monk or whatever that would <laughs> that, that would be really funny like that 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 is something that i have experienced although we weren't as invested as like some people get into their final fantasy characters for sure so like you know right um 
but like, yeah, that would. It is a very funny idea. <laughs> like, just now, now we're not. We're no longer married. <laughs> just yeah, and like um, yeah. So like, I think it's a really smart decision in terms of that to like have you be able to level every job on your character, and then you can get like you can get married and you can get a, a house. Like I, I started an FC and with my girlfriend and. We have a couple of people in it and we bought a house and um we started furnishing it together so fun. And, yeah and like um so that like all of that stuff is like what kind of like gets you really invested in your character i guess and then like because you're invested in your character from that it makes the msq feel even more like poignant than it would otherwise because like Honestly, I think yeah, for sure. I think everything before Shadowbringers in Final Fantasy fourteen is like kind of not the best, and that's why I was like, ARR is just an absolute mess. And then Heaven's Word, it's kind of nice. I like I like a couple of the characters a lot. Um, Stormbloods gets a bit messier again, and then Shadowbringers is like actually pretty good, and Endwalker I like a lot, but like. I don't think I would be invested in any of those uh, if you could somehow make them like a standalone story that wasn't connected to like the broader MMO or like my character in that space or like, you know, the social stuff like, um, but because I am now very, very invested in my character and the world around her as because of those other elements. Now I care about the story just because like it's the story that she's a part of, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good way of putting it. Like it is it I, I I didn't I've never really thought about that as part of, you know, why I care about the game so much. Um and I think I think you can't you can't like you can't separate the two. Like it is absolutely something that is true um of of the of the game itself is that like, you know, the the, the fact that you have to go through all of it sort of with the same character in in a lot of ways is like I don't know. It, it, it binds you to that character in, in, in some important ways. 100%. Trying to think. Let me see. Where are we at? I know that you <laughs> wanted to get to an hour or two hours. I know that was like your, your goal. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know where we're at right now. We're at an hour and a half. I, what I had said was that um, I feel like I have enough to say about this game that it might run two hours because... Yeah, we didn't even talk about the how, how many tries it took for us to actually record this, but there was one point where you were available for an hour, and I was like, I don't know, I don't know if I want to be tied down to an hour, um, but just in case I have so much I want to say, which I do, and I'm trying to think, because I know there were things I went into this wanting to say, and I didn't write them down like I did last time I was on, and I should have, okay. clearly, because... Oh, it happens. Yeah. Um, I talked about... I mean... Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I don't know, I'm just kind of like running through in my head what things I've already talked about. Um, I mean, if you have, if I mean, you have any thing, topics you thing, want to cover, go ahead. <laughs> no, yeah. What, one thing I'm sort of interested in um, in hearing about you talk about is like, I'm curious how you feel about like the. I mean, we've talked about the progression of gathering. We talked about the progression of. Um, you know, we talked about the progression of uh, the dungeons and the the raids and all of that and the story. In fact, I wonder, like, 
how do you feel about the the development of like the and I don't exactly know how to say this, but like the fashion in the game? Like, do you feel like so like I, I you know the only thing I can really identify as something I did not like right was um the only thing I can remember that I did not like was uh the fact that uh you know the 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 one armor in the in the one area was just like it, it was kind of like this ugly uh version of the garlean armor i just i didn't like it i i remember that being a high level armor for a while i just wanted to get done with it like it was level 50 or so i hated it but i haven't i don't really like i don't remember hating any of the early armor i'm curious if you remember having any strong feelings about that because like the fashion has become such a big part of the game but i don't necessarily know if it is if it exists as like the same kind of like, oh, you know, we we reject the initial versions of this as it does with like the plot in ARR or the design in ARR, stuff like that. There's, I mean, it's funny when, um, when you see an old NPC in like modern content, mm-hmm. like for example, when you start at Gaia, you see the, the, um, the guy from Mordona. Yes. Um, Rambrose. And he's just like wearing probably yeah. um the the Rogan, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, and he's wearing like very, very like ARR style like clothing. And he sticks out so much just because like the the not even just like the quality of the models. I don't know if the quality of like the the modeling itself is has gotten any. It better has it has it has improved. I mean there's there's definitely I feel like one of the things that that is talked about a lot is the the way that the um oh god who's who is it the 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 one man uh, the one Manderville um the the funny Manderville uh his quest oh Heldebrand. yeah Heldebrand. his quests are are like basically the 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 animators kind of like playing around and having fun and trying to figure out what the next series of stuff is going to look like um I think that you know I've heard a number of people say that I just think it's it's probably true um. <laughs> So yeah, I think I think 100% like it's it's gotten better um in general. Um yeah, the other thing that's really clear to me is that at some point at least for some of these outfits um they started having like actual fashion designers in uh, because like when you compare the like level 1 to I might even just be all level 1 to 50 gear to like everything that came afterward like um there's some there's some early gear that's that's nice like um the hempen camis and, and whatever the pants are called um, are really popular glam items because they're just like a nice, um, like tight, um, like shoulderless shirt and like shorts. Um, but like most of the early stuff kind of looks not great. And then at some point they just like started making nicer looking things like just like more fashionable looking things. But when you see an old NPC, the difference is so stark because they're still wearing like, like it looks like their outfit was made from like recycled kitchen. um, Like uh, what are those things called? Like the gloves that used to take stuff out of the oven. Everything has uh, that texture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you're everything right. has the texture of, like potholders or something. That's reason. a really good point. It really does have the texture of potholders. No, you're you're totally right. Um, that's pretty funny. I never really thought about it that way. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it, it's interesting. Like it is it is true that like 
I, I don't know. Like I couldn't, I couldn't put a, put a kind of like a, a feeling or an idea to it. And I'm glad that you were able to, because it was kind of giving me trouble thinking about like, okay, like why do I, why do I feel like, um, why do I feel like the, the, the fashion is so much better now than it was then? Like literally just like sort of a, a gut feeling as opposed to anything I quantify. And I think, you know, you pointing out, obviously the, the, the fact that they brought in fashion designers, I think is, is huge. I didn't even think about that. And then of course, like the fact that I will say that's not something that like, I don't, I hadn't read that anywhere or anything. I can just, that's just something I would be surprised if it wasn't true. Yeah. Because after from like heaven's word forward and especially like very modern content, just like the, the outfits or some like the Savner outfits are so nice. Yeah. They're really And then like you great. compare them to like anything in ARR and it's like, uh? Yeah, like what is this? Is that that doesn't look great? Um, yeah, no, I I agree. I think um, you know, I, I was trying to come up with a reason for that, and I think if nothing else, it's just because they they decided to to experiment with other stuff. Like they they were willing to try something new, um, and I feel like you know the it is it is true that ARR was coming from a place of safety. In that, like, I think I think they were worried after, you know, what had happened with with the initial 1.0. They just didn't want another uh, failure on their hands. Uh, not that like I think I, you know, I'm I'm of the opinion that there's, you know, the 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 kind of like constant bashing of 1.0 is probably like a little too much. Like it, it has it has like valuable elements to it. I never got to play it, but like I'm I, I've talked to people who have Dia talks about it a lot like it is. It's it's an interesting game, right? Like there there are interesting elements to it, um, but at the time it was such like it was an enormous financial failure for them, and so I expect they they were just like you know t- terrified of having another one, and so they 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 just like they played it super safe, um, and uh, you know the fact that the fact that like later stuff is not as safe is is fun. It's it's cool. It's it's more interesting. <laughs> I um I read a little bit. I didn't play one point out. I did find a way to install a local private server oh, neat. like on Apache. Um so if I ever want to play it, I could do that. Um but I haven't decided if I'm gonna bother. But I read about one point out and there's some like stuff in there that sounds like really interesting from like at, me as someone who's done like game design and wants to do more like indie games and like indie game development in the future because I've never released an actual game despite having started working on several over my life. Um, but I'm just like really, really interested in game design. You tell me like, all right, here's a game where you have different jobs, but like all of your jobs contribute to something that's, I think, I forget what it was called. It was called like body level or something weird like that. That was like all like, so leveling every single job increases your HP. Oh, interesting. Universally. Okay. So like if you if you max every job you have to have more health than someone who hasn't and then also like um, and I think this was even true in two point and then they got rid of it in like later maybe in like Heaven's Word or Stormblood um, but like at one point it was like okay you need to level Archer to fifteen to unlock um, not only do you need to level I forget which one I'm just gonna use an example this probably isn't the right example but. You'll get the point. You get Conjurer to 30, but then you can't unlock White Mage until you've also gotten Arcanist to 15. Ah, or like, interesting. 
Yeah. Or like, um, the other thing was like those universal abilities that are like every tank has the same couple of job abilities. Um, you used to unlock those by like getting, you know, you'd unlock one by getting warrior to 20 and then you'd unlock another by getting paladin to 20 or like, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it was like, if you wanted your, your paladin to be, um, as strong as it could be, you also had a level warrior because you'd learn some abilities from warrior that you could then use it for paladin. And like, you tell me those things and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. That's an interesting way to make those classes like matter to each other and make things feel more inner, you know, because as I've mentioned, when we were talking about crafting and gathering, I, you know, I think it's important that you have systems that are interconnected in ways that like incentivize doing certain things to like, you know, I would have never done the gold saucer yeah. if there weren't things that were like for outside the gold saucer that I wanted. Um, just because like the idea of, well, I might've, I might've played Mahjong, but like the idea of doing like chocobo racing just doesn't appeal to me that much. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. but I'm, because I was incentivized to do it, I have had some fun doing it. Like I have, you know, I've had the exact same um, experience with the, with the gold saucer. I was like, well, this is fine. Whatever. Like, I don't, I don't really care. And then gave it up. And like having gone back to it a little bit because of that kind of stuff, it's like, okay, yeah, this is fun. Like this is, I, I can, I can have some fun with this. This is, this is enjoyable. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's something that's like, um, there's a lot of things in games that like you have to show the player why they should do the thing. Otherwise they're not going to do it. Mm, yeah. And I, and like the way that, cause I, I'm sure there's a lot of players that do just level their one job and they just play that job and they don't level anything else. And that's, if that's how they want to play the game, you know, that's fine. But there are, there is not only fulfillment in, the you know just the the process of playing other jobs leveling other jobs and learning them and stuff but like also you get like you know if you're a healer and you've never tanked you will learn so much about how to heal oh my god by tanking 100 percent. yeah no 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 when i when i started tanking as a dp like so i played the game entirely as a dps for a long time like i i i got monk to 80 before i played like any other thing you know really seriously um and like, you know, I've played a couple of other DPS roles, like whatever. Like I was I was scared of playing DP. I was scared of playing anything but DPS uh, because I thought it would be hard and I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, but, you know, what I found when I when I actually tried that, when I actually tried playing DP, uh, tank was like, OK, this is this is why I don't take damage as a DPS. You're like, OK, this is what's happening when, you know, the tank is is up front and I'm doing the damage and it's why I have to have my damage like so kind of like on lock it was it was really revealing and I think it kind of goes back to your to your point about the the interconnected systems like you end up learning so much about the game because other parts of the game that you know really well are then further you know given some sort of sense of uh clarity um by your engagement with these new systems yeah, definitely. Like, um, like you'll learn, you know, as a DPS player, if you play tank, you'll learn to recognize what cleaves look like. So you can, if you're yep. a melee DPS, you can know when you need to be out of, out of the, the cleave, yeah. um, things like that. Like, or you'll learn, you know, like, um, if you're, you know, 
you get the point. I don't have to keep making examples. <laughs> it's tempting to. Um, but that's my point is that like, if you are a game designer, there's like a, a huge like appeal to the idea of ways that will incentivize players to interact with more parts of the game that they might not otherwise need to or want to. Um, but sometimes those things that like, you know, in theory, um, needing to level Archer to get Lancer or whatever it is to get, um, yeah, Lancer, no Dragoon. Yeah. Needing to level Archer to get Dragoon would be a way to incentivize players who started as Lancers to try Archer as well. But in practice, it just ends up being like, oh, this is just a task that I have to do, like a, a thing that I have to do that I don't want to do. Right. And um, they've managed to find lots of ways to interconnect things without feeling too often. At least I never felt too often that like I have to do this thing I don't want to do. Yeah, it's always kind of like I want this. Um, in the case of the Gold Saucer, the first thing that brought me there was the there's a, a glam called Claws of the Beast, which is just like, um, like uh, stiletto nails. Okay. Um, like the, you know, like the long pointy nails. I mean, what's not to like? Um, yeah. And I was like, I want that for my character. So I started playing the gold saucer and I started doing a couple of gates and I did, you know, um, a little bit of triple bar racing and triple triad. And then it's like, well, now I got a good triple triad card from raiding. So, cause you know, raid bosses drop triple triad cards. Correct. And so it just all feeds into each other. It's like, well, I wanted, I, I started playing the gold saucer because I wanted glams, but now that I'm playing gold saucer, I'm also getting gold saucer rewards from the other stuff that I'm doing. So that makes, that makes me incentivized to do more gold, you know, it's like, and everything all just feeds into each other in that same way. Like, you know, um, I started doing squadrons and then I got, um, I think it was an, an item that increases the rate at which I my my item spirit bond. Oh, nice! Which is now I didn't even know I was going to get that, but if I wanted that item because spirit bonding gives you free materia, which is useful for crafters, um, then now I'm incentivized to do squadrons to get that item to get more spirit bond to get more materia to sell on the market for to get guild to spend on glams. It's just like this is like a whole web of things and it's like really impressive. Yeah, it's, it's, me, it's, it's like, an economy. Like it, it essentially like it, it gives you a sort of a economy that is, you know, it, it's not the kind of like, it's not the kind of thing that's like, it, it doesn't feel, I don't know. Like to me, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like, um, exploitative in any way or like, Oh, you know, like you're just, you're just like stringing me along. It is, it is an economy that kind of like builds off of itself. And I, you know, in large part because, you pay the subscription, but you don't have to, you know, there's no shortcuts. It's not like a, you know, oh, do you want to pay $15 for this particular thing in the game? You can buy stuff like there. There are. Oh, yeah, that's things, that but. is one of the topics. I knew, I knew there were topics I thought about talking about and then didn't. Um, surprises didn't come up when we were talking about conscious earlier. It's funny because. When I when I first started playing, wow, I was I thought the $15 a month thing was like. That, that I mean, that was cheaper than a few older um, online games were actually, but it's still like, especially when you're younger, it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, like, sure. I have to pay $15 a month just to play a video game. But then I, I understand like, you know, server costs, blah, blah, blah. And then WoW introduced the cash shop and there were things you could pay real money for in game. Like, you know, like get a couple of pets, a couple of mounts, you know, some other stuff. 
And I, I was really critical of that at the time. And nowadays, that like, and Final Fantasy fourteen has that as well. But nowadays, we're in such a climate of like, um, just horrible. Like, you know, Diablo Immortal just, uh, oh uh, Immortal just came out, and like, um, I have my girlfriend used to play Arknights, and she had to stop because like she was so tempted to spend money on it. It's reasonable. And, I like, mean, like, and, and Arknights just, is one of the more forgiving ones. Like, there are there are gotchas that like. You'll never get the characters you want unless you spend money, um, and it it it's so it's so exploitative. It it can be rough. Like I think you know, like Final Fantasy does it, and I I I still don't love it. Like I I think it's I think it's bad, but like it's also like it it's at least like okay, so we'll do it for um, some mouse that you don't need or something like that, right? Like it's it's never for something like yeah, you know, that'll or, help you win the game. It's it's always or a lot of them are things that were from like old seasonal events. So now you if you played them at the time, if you played the game at the time, you could have gotten them for free in the event. But now right. if you still want it, you can go on the cash app and get it. And that's okay. Like that's I'd rather that than the item not be available at all yes, in yeah, any way. Exactly. Um it's just really fun. Like I, I I hope someday, Trevor, that games are at a point where I can come on here and be really critical of like monthly subscription fees and cash shops again like cosmetic cash apps because like just games have gotten so 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 bad in other ways that like it's a, final fantasy 14 is fine it's, it's, it's fine i like it it's excessively it's dire yeah there, there's there's not a ton to complain about because like there's you're, you're absolutely right like there are so many i mean diablo immortal is like hugely hugely bad like the fact that like the one guy was like, yeah, I paid like 10, like there was like a streamer who paid $10,000 to get this one item and then like threw it away just to like say like, yeah, that's here's what I think of. Here's what I think of your whole thing. Uh, it's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, what, yeah, what is it's this? like, um, <laughs> I mentioned that I watch a lot of the, the shouting men from wow and from like other, you know, and like. There's actually one that I find really bearable nowadays, which is which is funny because that did not I used to hate like find them all just like hard to watch. Um, but they're all talking about the Apple Immortal and negatively, which is great because I'm glad that I can be on the same side as them about something for once. <laughs> but um yeah, like I watched um Bellular put out it was like the first one to put out a video, like just talking about like okay, here's the percent chance of getting this and this, and you need to spend this amount to get this, and then you have to get this many of it, and, and it ended up being like you have to spend like $80,000 to, to get a fully maxed out it's character. It's unbelievable. Like, without grind, any grinding. Like. Utterly, like, honestly, like, compared to stuff that, like, is exploitative, like, you know, your, your Genshin Impacts or whatever, like, Diablo Immortal is on another level entirely. It's shocking. Yeah, so... Like I said, like if we were having this conversation in in two thousand six, I would have been like very critical of, of like the cash shop or like you have to pay like two dollars for an extra retainer, which I'm actually doing right now because two retainers wasn't enough. I'm I'm close. And then I'd get the the app to get a fourth retainer for free because um you can do that. So now I have four retainers, which is like a, a solid number. You can get more, but I don't personally need more. But I, two was not enough. And like that would be something like you know because that that is technically something that con confers an in-game advantage. Like oh, if you just have more storage yes. space than other people. It's great. But like two dollars a month for like a relatively small quality of life change just is hard to get mad about right now where the way things are. Absolutely. But like 
I hope someday I get to be mad about that again. I think, I think we'll get there. I think we'll get to a point where you can be mad again. Well, we're coming up on yeah. two hours, and I think I, I got, I, I'm going to get too tired to say anything intelligent soon. Um, <laughs> any, any, any final thoughts? Any, anything that you wanted to touch on that we did not? I think we covered everything. I'm just running through everything that's in the game in my head one more time, which is a lot of things. It's really hard to, like, it's hard to understate. I was in a bad place when I started playing this game, and I put way too much time into it because I, you should not be as far into this game as I am in three or four months. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pot, you could do it. It's, but yes, it's not, it's not ideal. Um, but at least you, at least you, I don't know. At least you like. Oh yeah, I. In case anyone's worried, I did finally get a job. Finally, Yay. that was why it took so long for us to record this episode because suddenly we we talked about recording it and then like days later I got the job and I was like, "Hey Trev, I can't record on weekday nights anymore." Which, which um, is so you have to yeah make which cuts down on our uh, times to be able to record, but that is for a very good reason. So, one hundred percent in support of that. Um, but yeah, no, it's it it it's like it's a game that I don't know. Like I think there is an addictive quality to it. You know, watch watch yourself if you, if you find that that's you. But uh, I also think it's like that there's something very wholesome about it in 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 some way that I can't quite quantify. And I I don't know. It's it's been a really good game for me too. In in times of like good and and ill, um, I've been really happy to to be able to be with it and like spend time with it. So, um, yeah, no, that's I'm always happy to talk a little bit more about it. It's a, it's a, it's a game close to my heart. Um, so Mary, please come back soon. Where can people find your stuff? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, uh, miracle and anything I'm doing, uh, is there, I, I'm getting my new model. Well, I got the new model itself mm -hmm. um so i'm gonna do, do redeem of that soon it still has to be raked and then it's supposed to be raked in the middle of july so after that i should be streaming again and putting out content again Ooh. um but i also just do good tweets so you can follow me just for those and scarlet is two t's so just in case you were wondering um oh uh, yeah <laughs> just you know just just in case uh all right cool well come back soon uh we'll talk about the the next mmo you play hopefully uh, in you know, you can you can take some time to to finish everything in Final Fantasy fourteen to be the first person I know to have done that. Uh, that would be <laughs> that'd be an exciting there, accomplishment. I was my my brain. My first thought when he said that was, are there other MMOs coming out? And I guess two big ones did just come out, which are Lost Ark and New World. But the problem is that like neither of oh, them. Oh God, yeah, New World. Seem like a game I would want to touch. So yeah, they didn't. They didn't really end up being all that good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's anything exciting coming out uh, in the MMO space. There's nothing coming out anywhere though. So that's part of it. Yeah, I mean, it's like I pity anyone who besides Square Enix who has to make an MMO because, like I said, like somehow they've split. Like they've. Um, is it squared the circle? Is that the yeah, phrase? Yeah, that's the phrase, yeah. I am also getting pretty tired. They've squared a lot of those circles well and, like, gotten, like, managed to find good, like, balances between a lot of things. But, like, 
you know, like I, I said, I, I watched a couple of videos recently and like some of these, some of these people just want completely conflicting things. Some of these people just want like, you know, things that appeal to them, but would not appeal to like the casual players. Like mm -hmm. there's like a whole contingent of MMO, like hardcore MMO players who want like, um, open world PVP with full loot, which is like sort of like what, um, rust is right. Yes. But like in an MMO and like there were MMOs in the nineties that were like that back when like 200 people played them and they were all like, like, um, Kingsfield, um, or like any of those sure. like 90s, uh, RPG players. Um, but like nowadays, if you want, like, you know, like you can't, I don't know. I, I, I hope I never have to make an MMO. I'm glad I never will <laughs> because like trying to make the players like them happy, the players like me who are kind of like, more like less casual but still kind of casual compared to you know and then also trying to like appeal to the 95 percent of players who just want like a fun space to log in and play with their friends and like maybe have a little bit of a challenge but not like you know they don't want to do like um like day one mythic rating and like you know right. all that stuff right. like trying to keep all of those different groups happy seems impossible and somehow square did it it is unbelievable or yeah I, I don't want to give I don't want to give Square credit because, as far as I can tell, they make Yoshi P's life harder as hard as they can about doing it. So, <laughs> poor Yoshi P. At least they didn't make him do too much on Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, I remember seeing like there was like a schedule that he put out, and it was like, like two literally hours. an hour a week on that game so or something. Funny. All right. Well, I will talk to you soon before we both fall asleep. Uh, come back soon. And uh, yeah, thank you for being on. I think we made it to two hours. You did it. You, you, we, we've accomplished it. <laughs> I'll talk to yeah, you uh, uh, very soon. Yeah, I'm sure you'll talk to me on Twitter tomorrow because like, Twitter's like that. Likely true. Likely true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care. Have a good one. Hey, thanks for listening to No Cartridge. If you'd like to support us further, please consider going to patreon.com slash no cartridge or for a one-time donation, paypal.me slash hegelbon, H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. It's really, really helpful for all of us to be able to support uh, the many people who make the show, uh, you know, myself included, but also our producers and various co-hosts um, and, and writers and artists. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, share, any of those things that would let other people get the quality video game analysis that you've grown accustomed to.